Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right on a WTF Friday. <laughs> yes, folks, it is definitely one of those Fridays, my friends. It looks like we're going to have ourselves a little bit of a supersized WTF Friday. We've got a lot going on, a lot of news to report, that is for sure, my friends. And before we get into the heart of the news, you can always get in contact with us by email with questions or comments at inblackandright at gmail.com or our website, inblackandright.net. We've got all kinds of things going on. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, updates and upgrades for the website this weekend uh, also our fundraiser right now going to CPAC Texas in about eight weeks looking forward to that but my friends OMG okay yes of course we all know what the big story is for this week and it's about guns and the left's full-on warp speed assault on the Second Amendment now, last night, the vegetable-in-chief, Joe Biden, made a primetime address to talk about the massacres that took place, not just in uh, Uvalde, Texas, but also the very recent shooting at the hospital uh, or, or some type of medical facility there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, normally, you know, when I look at this, you know, it's not my first go around with this for sure <clears throat> excuse me but I'm but it just blows my mind yes here you have Joe Biden going to Buffalo New York after that uh, supermarket massacre because I don't really like calling them mass shootings they're massacres when you're talking so many people just assassinated in cold blood because of some demonized person who's just not exactly, shall we say, firing on all cylinders. But I just called them what they are, massacres. But yet, okay? And, and, and this also in the, is very indicative of the cowardice of the mainstream media. Yes, we know about what happened in Buffalo. The shooter was a kid and he was white. No problem over that. Yes, we just went after all that white supremacy and blah, 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 blah. But yet now, when the Tulsa shooting happened just a few days ago, they weren't exactly, shall we say, talking about the ethnicity of the shooter, even though they knew the shooter was a black guy. Because all of a sudden, now wait a minute, a black guy going into this medical building and shooting people? Four people dead? Hmm, wait a minute, that doesn't quite fit. And Uvalde, it looks like the kid who shot up the place and massacred all of those kids and the teachers, apparently he was Hispanic. 
didn't really talk about that, did they? And, of course, last weekend being Memorial Day weekend, oh, it was a beauty. Another fun weekend in Chicago. Some 50 people shot, nine, uh, nine dead, according to the latest reports. And yet, nope, nothing out of the media. Just another fun holiday weekend right there in the Windy City and people getting shot up. Yay, happy. But listening to the vegetable-in-chief was just... <coughs> oh, my gosh. I, 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 I only want to play just a little bit of this because it speaks to the heart of what Biden and all of his... Uh, Minions and the Democrats are looking for uh, come November. Just a little portion of this. For so many of you at home, I want to be very clear. This is not about taking away anyone's guns. It's about not about vilifying gun owners. In fact, we believe we should be treating responsible gun owners as an example of how every gun owner should behave. I respect the culture and the tradition and the concerns of lawful gun owners. At the same time, the Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. Yep. Oh, that's it in a nutshell. I don't know where Biden is getting this nonsensical idea. Now, the, the Second Amendment is not absolute. I said, really? Well, then, frankly... <laughs> folks, uh, then why on earth does the Second Amendment say, and they always, the left and the media always seem to leave out the last four words, because it says that the rights for the people to keep in their arms shall not be infringed. Well, now, we don't, they don't talk about that part. Oh, no, they don't. They talk about, well, a well-regulated militia and this and that. It's like, oh, please. And the nonsensical argument that, you know, <laughs> now they want to raise the age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21, which really doesn't make any sense because if you're an 18-year-old, and you go and enlist in the military, you'll get guns and you'll get to be trained in how to use them. So to say that if you're not being in, going into the military, you have to wait till you're 21 to go buy a gun, that's kind of silly. And on top of that, in the state of Texas, having the privilege to buy a firearm at the age of 18 has been around in Texas for well over 50 years. Now, in, there were no major problems. In fact, there was nothing anywhere close to major problems back in some 50 or so years ago. Maybe even 60 years. You had, if you were in like a rural county, a rural, a rural town, and you had gun racks, in, and rifles in the back of your truck. <laughs> you go hunting 
before school, maybe go hunting after school. It was part of the culture. And you didn't have to worry about mass shootings or massacres. But yet, you know, now we have the you have the left, the Democrats going full blown warp speed trying to come up with the most ignoramus asinine gun control bill that and they're pushing it through you know no debate no nothing we're going to push this through we're going to get our base riled up and try to make it an issue it's like no people no 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 the part that the democrats will never tell you and the media will never tell you gun control or any type of perception of gun restriction, gun confiscation, anything like that, has never played well with, with Democrats. It never has. Because in places in the South, in the Midwest, in rural areas, even though they might have Democrats in them, Democrats have never been the biggest Democrat gun owners have never been fans of gun control or any type of restriction period it's not going to work it's just not gonna work and I live in a rural area it's not gonna work you go and try and take guns from some of my neighbors it's gonna be bloody it's gonna be ugly very very ugly and some of them are Democrats now I don't know how many but there's got to be some Democrats out in these rural areas in the South. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. They're trying to say they tried the same thing with the whole abortion deal, the leaked draft opinion, and they still haven't even made the court hasn't even made its final decision yet, and yet they're trying to use it as a rally point because they know what's coming in November. They know it's coming. And yet they're going to try to see if they can get all their little disparate groups to come together and try to save their bacon. Mm, I don't think so. It's, 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 the whole abortion thing has now sort of drifted off the front page. And also, support you know, has waned. It's not going to be an absolute, you know, they're one-note samba. It's not going to be a central issue. So now they're going for gun control. No, that's not going to work either. It's just not going to work. Because right now, more people are concerned about gas prices and whether or not they can put food on the table for their families or even have baby formula for newborns. That's what they're most concerned about. And inflation, the price of gas, the price of housing, the price of utilities. I mean, these are things, these are kitchen table issues. These are the things that Americans of all political stripes are concerned about. And that's the beauty of inflation or the bane of inflation. It affects everyone. It shows no mercy. It does not discriminate. So, yeah, you can go and continue on this foolish gun thing but but I'll tell you it's uh just to show you folks
the, the, the corporate media is just a crack up. It is just a absolute crack up. Yeah, they'll focus on Uvalde, Texas. They'll focus on what happened in Tulsa, just so long as they don't have to mention the fact that the Tulsa shooter was black. But, oh my gosh, they're, they're, they forgot about Chicago. And they deliberately ignore it. Deliberately ignore it. But no, we have to do this. We have to, we have to just take away our guns. We just have to take away these guns. We just have to take them away. It's like, and interesting, in the entire almost 18 minutes or so, almost 20 minutes of Biden's address, he never mentioned the P word once. And that is police. That's right, police. Oh my goodness. Well, we have to defend the police. Well, if you defund the police, don't be surprised when you have incidents like this. Mass casualty incidents. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised at all. And especially when a lot of these crimes happen in big cities, urban areas. Now, Uvalde, small town, yes, that was, that was awful. Yes, and other places, Sandy Hook was a small community. But 99%, 95 to 99% of a lot of these crimes, a lot of these unfortunate massacres, you know, aren't mentioned, you know, as far as you're talking about gun crime, these happen with handguns, not quote-unquote assault rifles, as if they as if a leftist actually knew what an assault rifle was. No. I mean, good grief. I don't think there were AR-15s in Chicago last weekend. This was handgun violence. It was black-on-black crime. More than anything else, but nope. We got to get the guns out of everybody's hands. It's like, no. And, they're, and of course, the media, the Democrats, and other anti-gun zealots, Oh no, we have to you know, we have to just go after the Republicans. It's like, no. No, no, no. People like Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, who got his butt kicked, his team got his butt kicked last night in the NBA Finals by the Boston Celtics. Yay, go Boston. Now you've got the moronic, equally moronic manager of the San Francisco Giants doing his little snit fit of a protest at the national anthem and Steve Kerr thinks that was the greatest thing since sliced bread whatever it's like come on fellas you have not figured out you go woke you go broke hey Tampa the Tampa Bay Rays here in Florida learned that lesson the hard way they wanted 35 million dollars for a brand new practice facility and big daddy governor Ron DeSantis vetoed it because they couldn't keep their mouth shut about all this anti-gun stuff. It's woke and oops, yep, and the Tampa Bay Rays went broke. They don't get the money. And now, of course, the left is whining. Oh, see, he punishes them. And it's terrible. He's just this mean man. It's like, oh, shut up. I'm tired of you whiners. I'm tired. Get a backbone, get a brain, or get something else. But stop whining. 
This is called, uh, yeah, you, you basically messed with the wrong guy again. Did not, didn't the Tampa, didn't Tampa Bay, the Rays, learn their lesson from Disney? No, you want to go, you want to go woke? You want to get into this progressivism? It's going to cost you. And it's going to hit you right in the pocketbook. Well, yeah, now you might want to rethink some things. And maybe keep your mouth shut. Hmm? I mean, that's bad enough. Oh, and let's see. A little something extra. Uh, the Trafalgar Group great uh, does outstanding polling actually did a recent survey and they discovered in their recent survey talking about uh, teachers in schools uh, with guns Americans overwhelmingly support guns in schools oops that's pretty sad uh, I'll just little piece of the story here the Trafalgar group conducted the survey in partnership with the Convention of States Action in the aftermath of a mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. The data obtained by the Daily Wire revealed that a majority of potential voters in 2022 backed having armed and adequately trained teachers in schools. According to the survey, 57.5% of respondents announced that preventing adequately trained teachers from carrying firearms in schools makes somewhat or much more dangerous. Uh, I think I might have messed that up. But anyway, uh, only 30.8% stating that they opposed it. 57.5% folks, that, you, that cannot be just Republicans. That cannot be just Republicans. That has to be a wide range of people. Republicans, Democrats, Independents, Heck, maybe even libertarians. I don't know. I don't have all of the details of how the survey was conducted. But gun control? Mm-mm. Nope. It's not, gonna, it's not a winning issue. You're not going to... If you're not going to bring police into it, if you're not going to train them, then school districts... I mean, it's interesting. I, I saw a little, little article. Now... If you take the $40 billion that we just sent over to the Ukraine and you divide it out to every single school in the United States, that's every single school, high school, great middle school, elementary school, that rounds out to about $300,000 per school. And interesting what you can do with that money to help harden the target. This whole thing with, you know, this is a gun-free zone. Boring. In the county I live in, and having talked directly with the superintendent of schools for the county, they don't mess around. They have staff members teachers, administrators, heck, even some janitors who are very well-trained, thoroughly trained by law enforcement to have guns, carry concealed, 
and it's very stringent the training even the superintendent himself carries and he went through the training the exact same training that other of, of his employees that he went through and yes he did, was not he was a real leader he wasn't going to ask his employees to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself oh yay my goodness that's a leader folks and yet if anybody i mean it i mean we've got common sense here i mean after the parkland incident in 2018 here in florida it was south florida governor rick scott when he was governor before he became senator scott had actually put into place some type uh, a red flag law but the problem is red flag laws don't always work and it also turns into a civil liberties nightmare i mean in new york state they have a red flag law and it didn't stop the kid from traveling all that way to go to buffalo and shoot up the grocery store and kill 10 people it didn't stop him at all and if there was a red flag law in Uvalde there was no law that would have stopped Uvalde they Uvalde has a whole different set of questions that need to be asked they it does how did this kid I mean, he was 18. There was no visible means of support. How did he get the the equipment, the ammo? Because ammo is not hard. It, oh, that's right. Ammo is not easy to get these days. It's it's very expensive if you can even find the particular uh, type you're looking for. How did he get the money? Did he actually have a driver's license? Because that's a key question, because if he bought this stuff, if he bought the guns, he had to have a driver's license, some type of ID. But according to neighbors who lived across the street, they weren't sure that the kid even knew how to drive because he had trouble taking the truck that he stole and putting it in reverse. And it didn't take him that long to get from his house to where the school was. I mean, there, there are questions right there. And I don't have the time to go into all of them. I'm going to be taking a special look at this, uh, putting it on Rumble. But yeah, there were problems in Uvalde. And the timeline is still in question. The police response is still in question. How is this kid getting what he got to commit such an act and the whole and what's really a mind blower from the mayor of the town having had in just this past academic school year from the fall of 2021 to the spring of 2022 48 48 separate incidences where they've had to lock down the school because of where Uvalde is in relationship to the border and all of the border activity 
with the cartels and all the other trafficking of people, even the sex slave trade, you know, bringing kids in. That, that's just wrong. So yeah, there are all kinds of things about Uvalde that have yet to be answered. And I don't even know if anybody in the corporate media has even thought of asking them. But that's a separate issue. So yeah, we've got a lot to do. We got a lot to deal with about not just gun control, but we also have, you know, of course, mental illness. And yeah, we have to do something. We have to do something. It's like doing something for the sake of doing something is not always the wisest move. Think this through. Have some debate. Take some ideas. Yes. I love what the schools in the county I live in do. You have a school resource officer. I don't know. You can have a retired cop, retired combat vet. Doesn't matter. It's one entry in, one entry out. Plus metal detectors, plus armed personnel who carry concealed. This is smart. And also a good working relationship with local law enforcement. That's what I love about the county I live in. They work with local law enforcement and also uh, teachers and others who are part of the program to protect the kids. That's how, that's how you harden the target. Protecting the kids and having and making it difficult for anybody who wants to bring any sort of violence in there. It's like, boom, there you go. Here's somebody, the threat is met, and if necessary, the threat is neutralized. Instead of waiting for law enforcement. And that, too, is another major problem with the whole Uvalde situation. And I've still got a lot more research to do on that. But... To take a little bit of a different tack in, a, in our time that we have left, uh, I, I have to just, ugh. I mean, ugh. I, I'm, a, I'm a little flustered today because right now, the big news today was that former Trump aide, Dr. Peter Navarro, was indicted by the Department of Injustice uh, for criminal contempt of Congress because he didn't want to come and answer the subpoena by the January 6th committee, otherwise known as the Kangaroo Court, which is an insult to kangaroos everywhere. So, so yeah, so that's like, oh, yay, whatever. They're doing the same thing to Steve Bannon and his trial is coming up next month because he didn't, uh, he failed to comply with uh, their, uh, their summons of him, their subpoena. But interesting when we're talking about non-compliance. This story just really P.O.'d me. Now, we're in graduation season. You know, kids are graduating high school. Um, and they're getting, you know, going into the summer, getting ready for college. But unfortunately, we still have to deal with the occasional mask hole. 
Now, this is just sick. I mean, and it's sad because these people who are running government-run schools are petty, and they're tyrants, and I will give you a perfect example of this. From The Blaze, high school punishes seniors not vaccinated against COVID-19 by banning them from attending their graduation ceremony. Okay, now just, ugh, crazy. Now, Granada, Hill, Granada Hills Charter High School held its graduation ceremony, I believe, last night. Now, 70 of the students of a class of about 1,100 seniors were not allowed to walk with their classmates because they weren't vaccinated against COVID-19. Last fall, Granada Hills Charter announced a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for students and staff following the lead of the Los Angeles Unified School District. But while the LA School District has repeatedly delayed enforcing its mandate, now they put it back to July of 2023, Granada Hills Charter officials chose to enforce theirs. Now, 70 of these 70 students, because they didn't want to comply with their little with their little jab mandates, now they're being punished by mean, mealy mouth, wimpy people who are Fauci worshippers and full-on mask holes. Now I don't know what these 70 students did. I I would really hope. They had just, you know, maybe gotten together, had something that, something with themselves, you know, gathered as a group and just say, hey, we don't need the freaking ceremony. We're, go we're doing just fine. You know, and for these kids, I say, hey, you don't have to worry about these yahoos anymore. You're done with them. You're gone. Go have a great life. You have great futures ahead of you, I believe. Don't worry about these yahoos. They're, they're mean, they're Fauci worshiping, and you don't need them anymore. You don't, you just don't. But this is exactly what some people talk about. They're going about masks, vaccines, and guns. The three things that the left wants to keep control over. I mean, we saw last week what happened with the World Health Assembly and the WHO over in Geneva, you know, they're wanting to get this global pandemic treaty with all of these uh, international uh, health regulations and these amendments led by the United States. You've got the World Economic Forum, who in no uncertain terms, they want absolute and total control of your life and to micromanage the daylights out of you. I mean, come on, folks. I mean, this is not conspiracy theory. It's coming out of the mouths of these very globalist elites. And now, you know, a high school punishes seniors and, no, you can't, you can't go and go to your graduation ceremony. I'm like, whatever. It's like, I'm just probably, knowing me, if I was one of these kids, I figure, whatever. You know, and the parents, you know, don't even sweat it. These people aren't worth your time and worth your energy. Go and have a party with your graduating senior or maybe a group of them. 
and just let them know that they did a job well done yay happy now they're moving on to a whole new uh, chapter into their lives yay so yeah now of course from the supposedly conspiracy theory department I'm just gonna trans not exactly the smoothest segue but I love this story I absolutely love this because <laughs> and I love the headline I'm reading this in Newsmax Arizona woman admits guilt in ballot collection scheme aka ballot harvesting now interesting just reading the story and I gotta I gotta read some of this this is this is this is wonderful because for those who are like still under the delusion that oh the 2020 election was the most secure election in all in history mm-hmm yeah and oh and oh no 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 and oh, this is just conspiracy theory mm-hmm okay let's try this one an Arizona woman accused of illegally collecting early ballots in the 2020 primary election pled guilty Thursday in an agreement with state prosecutors that saw the more serious forgery and conspiracy charges dismissed and limited any potential for a lengthy prison sentence so they made a plea deal hmm you and I thought okay I kind of wish they wouldn't have you know but anyway Germina Fuentes 66 could get probation for running what Arizona Attorney General's office investigators that's Brinovich said was a sophisticated operation using her status as a well-known Democrat operative in the border city of San Luis to persuade voters to let her gather and in some cases fill out their ballots. Oops! Now this, what just really blows my mind is this Fuentes woman was actually the former mayor. A former mayor. <laughs> I thought, oh mercy, mercy. Yeah, and <laughs> not just a Democrat operative, but a former Democrat mayor, a former elected official. Oh, 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 mama. That's just mind-blowing to me. Well, actually, it's really, scratch that, no. It's not mind-blowing to me, considering what lengths that Democrats will do to steal an election, but, well, this just shows you, it's like, okay, yeah, sure, ballot harvesting, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's just conspiracy theory nonsense. Mm-hmm, yeah, all right. Well, here's some more nonsense for you. Just the sort of cherry on top of the Sunday on this supersized edition of the program. I'm thinking, okay, here we go, folks. I love this. This this is a, especially heartwarming to me. In that, in a in a story in Politico on Tuesday, they reported 
that African American, well, African American White House staffers or black White House staffers are leaving in droves. This was a story that was originally started in Politico, but was picked up by the New York Post. So apparently there are some, oh, there's 20 to 21 black White House staffers who have left the White House to either go on to new, uh, to new educational opportunities or whatever, or they just got out of there because they were just treated like crud. And again, from the political story, uh, citing some nine or ten current and former White House officials, and I quote from the story, we're here and we're doing a lot of work, but we're not decision makers, and there's no real path towards becoming decision makers, one current staffer told Politico. There is no, there's no real feedback and there's no clear path to any kind of promotions. And further, they brought in, and a further quote, they brought in a ton of black people to generally, generally to start without ever establishing an infrastructure to retain them or help them be successful. Another current official said, if there's no clear infrastructure of how to be successful, you just be you become just as invisible in this space than you would than you would be if you were not in it. So needless to say, now this <laughs> it was fun because this started out oh I guess last year when uh, Kamala Harris's uh, spokesperson Simone Sanders left the White House and went to MSLSD and got a show that pretty much fizzled uh, before it ever really got started. So that was bad enough. But I mean, is did we not hear from Joe Biden himself during the campaign that if you're not voting Democrat, if you're not voting for me, you're not black? Probably, without a doubt, one of the most blatant, elitist, racist, segregationist things that has ever been said. And yet, there were guilty woke white folks who still voted for him and messed up black folks who still voted for him. Uh, which leaves me wondering, why? Uh, are you serious? And you still voted for the guy, and now all this hoopla and all this big deal about oh, we have black folks on our staff, and now they're leaving, or they're planning to leave, and you're going to tell me that oh, we're we're very diverse. It's like, are you basically hiring people that are competent and qualified to do the job, or are you just doing the typical Democrat thing? And you're just checking off the boxes. It's like, I mean, that's why it really made me wonder about Karine Jean-Pierre, the new White House press secretary. Okay, black, check. Woman, check. Lesbian, check. Can she deal with the press? Well, she's not exactly doing a great job right now because she seems to be flustered. 
Uh, I mean, it seems like Peter Ducey of Fox News is picking up with her where he left off with Jen Psaki. <laughs> so I don't know. This is going to be interesting to see what happens. Are there going to be more black White House staffers leaving than the ones who have already left or planning to leave? I don't know. But so much for diversity, folks. Especially when you're making a big deal about having all these diverse people and you can't keep them in the White House staff. So, eh, I figure, well, this will come back and bite them right in the butt and it'll bite them hard. Well, my friends, as I see on the clock on the wall, our supersized edition of WTF Friday is done. I hope to I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please keep telling your friends about the podcast in blackandright.net. You can find us on all the major platforms. So take care of yourselves. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. And remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>